ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Well, hello, hello, hello. Hey, I am the Commissioner Christopher Perry, and this is the WCHL Podcast. On the other end of the line is my very best friend in all the world, the ice maintenance man extraordinaire at the Blazers Ice Center, the general manager for the University of Oklahoma Hockey, and the lead pom-pom cheerleader for OU Hockey. His name is Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the masses. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, come on, Andrew. It's, 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 uh, I was going to say it's Halloween. It's Christmas time. You need to say ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah. See? All right. Are you in the, I know you've, you've been in the Christmas spirit since like October. Oh, well, yeah. I, I've been living in Christmas since October. I don't know if I've been <laughs> in the spirit of it since October. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in the Christmas spirit only because uh, Amazon is heading my way with plenty, plenty, plenty of packages. So, yikes. Oh, they're going to love me at Amazon. Yes, yes. We've got the Amazon connection at the house here going on, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm telling you what. All right, hey, Andrew, let's get to it. This is uh, the, uh, the the wonderful, uh, almost, oh, well, I guess all the games are over for the fall semester here in the WCHL. We had only four teams playing this past week. Yep. Um, Arizona State went to UNLV, Oklahoma, and Central Oklahoma. They played a home-and-home uh, -home series. So, uh, where do you want to start first? Well, I say let's go. Uh, let's do the UNLV Arizona State series. Ooh, UNLV hosted Arizona State at the City National Arena on Friday and Saturday, and uh, the games were ugly. It was ugly. Ugly, eight to one Friday in favor of UNLV, and then uh, only marginally better the next night, seven to three. It was. It was a uh, it was a pretty close game in on, on Saturday, and then UNLV just kind of. Ran away with it there at the end with uh, a bunch of goals. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, ugly. It was, it was ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. I mean, it was what four nothing after the first period on Friday night for UNLV. And, yeah, uh, and it was four nothing quick. Quick. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it was four nothing almost ten minutes in, just a little over ten minutes into the first period there. Uh -huh. It was. It was four nothing. It's you know they didn't. Didn't really slow down in the second period, you know, there in the middle of the second, they pumped in two more and then, uh, you know, come back in the third and almost the same story, right? Middle of the third period, they pumped in two more. Yeah. And it was it just, was, uh, there was a lot of discombobulation there on the ASU side of things. Not, not, not making, uh, I mean, we had some misconducts over on, on Vegas, but, uh, we had yep. two bench minors on ASU for too many men, which means that. You know, the kids and their minds were elsewhere and yep. uh, just, you know, getting yeah. pasted eight to one. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, we, you know, I, I squawk a lot about power plays and special teams when we talk about these games and, you know, Arizona State, they were one for 10 on the power play. Oof. So there was, Oof. there were, there was plenty of opportunities there to be had, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then, you know, the next night they have the chance, you you know, these things are going to go one of two ways, right? The next night, either they're going to come back and seek some redemption and play lights out, or it's just going to be the same song, second verse, and they'll get their tail kicked again. Yep. yep. And it, uh, through two periods, it looked like uh, the redemption uh, uh, 
um, I guess, theme was going to be in full effect because it was only four to three after uh, two periods of play. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a tight little game. It looked like it was going to be a good one going down the stretch, right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Arizona State decided to take a gajillion penalties in the third period and just lost their mind. And um, uh, UNLV is just too good. They took care of business, scored three goals, and turned a four to yep. three game into a seven to three blowout, and boom. Yep, blew, blew it open, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're sitting there, like I said, through the second, and you're like, man, this is, we got a hockey game on our hands here. And then, like you said, boom, they. You know, we took care of business and blew the doors open, and, and there we are. Yep, yep, so there we go. Um, you know, I guess the break is coming at a good time for Arizona State. They can uh, hopefully regroup and try to figure stuff out and come back with uh, with a vengeance because, uh, you know, I've said it before, and I've, in fact, I've gotten criticized from, from it from a couple of friends that have said, uh, you know, I'm pumping too much sunshine ASU's way, but uh, <laughs> they, they've, you know, they've got some good – parts they've got some great individuals that play for yes. them yeah there's no doubt um it just seems like they haven't gelled or they're not gelling and uh you know they're yeah, it, yeah. it's like they're it's like, almost like they're missing something this season right it's you know they're they're very well coached they've got decent players and uh they've got some skill there it's just they it, it's missing something right it's missing that x factor yeah missing the it factor so, uh, yeah, and for whatever reason, they're instead of playing hockey, they're, you know, trying to be the toughest guy on the ice. And uh, anyways, and UNLV is just too good. They, they, I mean, they're, they're good. Don't get me wrong. They're very, very good, but um, they're not unbeatable. We've seen that before. Mm, yep, they, yep, they're not unbeatable for sure. And uh, we just got to hope that they're not peaking too early. But, um, yeah, you give them a bunch of power play opportunities. They're going to, especially at home with uh, uh, yeah, he- <laughs> the home cooking that they get from the referees sometimes. You're, you're going to pay the piper if you mm-hmm. give them the opportunities, right? Yep. So uh, there you go. So, okay. So Arizona State takes uh, two lumps on the noggin, courtesy of UNLV. UNLV finishes uh, the season undefeated at home so far. I think that's right. I think they're undefeated at home. I am, I'm going to pretend I said that, that they're undefeated at home. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty close. Yeah. So what have they lost? They've lost three. So they lost two at UCO, right? Two at UCO. And I'm trying to think where the other one was. Was it down in, we'll figure it out. Oh, it was, well, I'll figure it out while we're talking. Let's talk about UCO in Oklahoma because you happened to be there for at least one of those two games. I, I was there for the Saturday game. I, I missed the Friday night affair yeah. up in up at UCO's barn. and uh, You're probably glad that you I, missed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, there's no doubt about that. The uh, Friday night was definitely a little bit closer, 4-2. Yeah. And then on Saturday, it was, uh, what was it, 4 nothing. Four to nothing there at your place, yeah, and it yep, was it was on Saturday. It, it was four to nothing there at UCO uh, on Friday night until UCO took a five minute major and Oklahoma scored two goals on the power play late in the yep. third to kind of make it respectable. Otherwise, it would have been four rip both nights. Yeah, kind of, you know, kind of a, a penalty you don't see called very much, and it's uh, it was a uh, five minute major for grabbing the face mask. Yeah, yeah. And along with it came a DQ, so you don't you don't see that very often, right? You don't see too many guys that will actually call that and and hold the guy's toes to the line on that. And you know what? I whether it's called against uh, my team or somebody else, you know, I, I give them a little bit of credit for having the guts to call something like that because that's 
it's very very dangerous uh, territory, right? Supposedly, um, I'm I'm not an official, and you know we're both not hockey guys, or so we've mm. been told. Mm-hmm. But um, those, uh, you know, there are certain penalties when they're called as a major; they're automatic DQs. Yeah. And then there are certain penalties that uh, where the referee has some discretion and face mask is one of them, depending on the severity of the grab and what he does once it's once it's grabbing. If it's an inadvertent type thing, they have the uh, ability to just kind of, you know, whether call it a major or g- just give it a game. But yeah. if you y- get it, yank it, hold on to it forever in a day and try to do some damage, then uh, then yeah yeah you can get a DQ and that's exactly what happened. Of course, now the guy you know did it in response to a spear. Um, <laughs> yes, he did. So, and a spearing uh, usually comes with a uh, with a DQ. So, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, it's my it's my understanding that everything you know how these rivalry series go. Everything just kind of blew up in front of the net there, and we had a we had one of our kids with a took a spearing penalty and. Face masking on the other side, and it's like, glad to see everybody's getting along and is in the Christmas spirit, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So that was Friday night, and um, yeah, and then it was a, uh, um, and then sat- uh, Saturday afternoon down there at your place at the Blazers Ice Center, it was just, um, I, I mean, Andrew, I, I realize you're, you're the GM for Oklahoma, I mean, but the ice was tilted in UCO's favor both nights. I mean, shots... Oh, there's no doubt, yeah. I mean, shots were, what, 40 to 13 on Friday night, and they were 35 to 9 yeah, on, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah there, there was no doubt that it was definitely tilted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... Um, poor Oklahoma was just outclassed, and, um, you know, UCO, I, to their credit, the goaltender that you have there, Gage Redman, I thought he played his tail off. And yep, he, uh, kept, he's played what four games so far. Yep, yet to win so, a game, right? He's yet to win a game, but yeah, he's he's played well so far. Yeah, he really has, and he kept uh, he kept those you know, UCO games much closer than they than they uh, than they than the score indicated uh, yeah. because they could have been easily been double digit blowouts. I mean, oh, easily, easily, and you know he's one of those kids, and I think we talked about him maybe on the podcast or just you and I talking, but he's. Uh, He's a Culver Military Academy kid. Yeah, and and we've had a few of those kids come around that you're that you're well aware of, and they're and they're all pretty decent little hockey players. They're pretty good little hockey players, is right. And uh, he's he's a he's a good goaltender. It'd be nice if he could get some uh, scoring in front of him. Yeah, get some help in front, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yep. So UCO sweeps. Uh, in fact, Andrew, let's revisit because last week I think you said there was going to be a split in both series. <laughs> and instead, we have a UNLV sweep and we have a UCO sweep. Yeah, I wasn't thinking we were gonna have two sweeps in a row here, but by golly, here we are, right? Hey, it's all right. I I was I just fumbled something two minutes ago when I said that Vegas was unbeaten at home because I totally forgot that Arizona beat them at home. There you um, go, four to three. So that's that's my mistake, and I I'll, I'll correct it. But um, yeah, so Vegas has lost one game at home. They lost all uh, both the games on the road at uh, at UCO. Uh, UCO, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, but otherwise they're uh, at least undefeated in. Uh, uh, but but for that one game against Arizona, they've won all the rest of their games. So let's see, they swept Utah, swept Missouri State, and swept Arizona State, and then they split yep. with U of A. So 
There we go. All right. So, hey, Good that's stuff. that was the WCHL. Do you have – I've moved on pretty quick from the OU games just to kind of save you a little bit. Do you have uh, <laughs> anything else I, you'd like to offer? I, I do not. I do not. I didn't get to watch just a whole lot of the game on Saturday because I was I was in full uh, crowd control mode and all that. So I, I didn't really get to see a whole lot. So I don't have a whole lot to bring to the table for you tonight. Crowd control? You had to control the crowd there. At the they, they're they're a little uh, robust and, and 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 ready to go. You know, it was it was mostly UCO fans. Come on, Andrew. They weren't. Well, I had, I'm I sure had they all group. came and brought their knitting needles and uh, they brought <laughs> yeah, brought their yeah. Bibles to read during uh, uh-huh. stoppages. Yeah, I I had one group there that was no you group and. Uh, they let their presence be known. That's for sure. <laughs> You're saying you had to deal with a fraternity that was oh. on the verge of being rowdy. Oh my lord! They were they were driving me up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> by the end of the night, by the end of the third, I'm looking around. I'm like, where'd they all go? And yeah. I look around and and as my assistant has two or three of them by the collars, shuffling them out the front doors. I'm like, ah. That's what happened. Oh. We we kicked we kicked three four seven out. That's where they all went. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a typical OU UCO series. Yep, people yep. getting kicked out. Yep, it was it was something that's for sure. Well, after this weekend's games, um, we have a new leader at the top of the WCHL standings. UNLV now leads the uh, conference uh, race. They have thirty one points out of uh, they played fourteen games though. Tied for second place right behind UNLV is Missouri State and UCO. Uh, UCO sweep of Oklahoma gets them into second place. Both Missouri State and UCO have 30 points each, and they have two games in hand over UNLV. So they have the potential to leap UNLV once they make up those games. Yeah. Arizona is in fourth place with 28 points. Utah is in fifth place with 18 points. Uh, Arizona State is in sixth place with 15 Colorado in seventh place with 13 points. Grand Canyon right on their heels. They have 12 points for eighth place. Colorado State is in ninth place ninth place with seven points. And then uh, Andrews Oklahoma Sooners are in tenth place in the conference last with uh, five points earned. Five out of thirty. Yeah, it's kind of tough to see the uh, see Oklahoma there, but uh, I'm sure yep. I'm sure you're doing what you can to get them turned around. We're, we're trying. We're trying, that's for sure. And then uh, the most recent ranking came out recently uh, for the, all of ACHA Men's Division One, and once again, we have six teams in, uh, from the WCHL in the top 25. Uh, UNLV still is number four in the nation. Uh, Central Oklahoma moves up a spot. They're now number six. Uh, Missouri State stays at number 10. Arizona stays at number 16. Utah moves up two spots. They go to number 18, and then we have Arizona State. Uh, they dropped one spot. They're now the 25th-ranked team in the nation, at least according in, to the eyes of the computer. Um, Lindenwood is still your number one team. Minot State still number two. In fact, one, two, three, four, and five. The top five were unchanged. Lindenwood, Minot, Iowa State, Nevada, Las Vegas, and Liberty. Those are your top five. And then uh, let's see here. Grand Canyon is, in the eyes of the computer, is number 29. Uh, Colorado is number 30, Colorado State is number 37, and Oklahoma is number 38. So uh, so there we go. We're not rolling. Six out of uh, six out of 25, and not, not too shabby. It would be nicer not to have uh, more teams up there a little higher, but... Yep, yep. We've still got a little bit of hockey left to go here in the, uh, in, in the season, we, so all is not lost. We, we still have lots of hockey to go, don't we? 
Yes, we do. Yes, we do. All right, Andrew. Hey, I understand, in addition to lots of hockey to go, that we have lots of stats and analytics. You have just gone to town. I have done my homework on this thing, and I think we teased last week that we were going to do a little deep dive into stats and all that coming up. Uh-oh. Kind of let you know where everybody stands, and by golly. That is exactly what I have done. Well, let's do this. Let's hear a little bit of uh, Jules Winfield and a Horner 20. And uh, when we come back, prepare to get your socks wild, knocked off and just be wowed by Andrew's stats and analytics. Here we go. Well, he was more than just a coach. Uh, he was really a teacher. Work that puck. That's the way I like it. What the hell? You going to let him stand in here like a... Hold it. Just because you look like the gimp don't mean you play like the gimp. Don't let him stand in here and punk you like you patting him on the legs. Give him the gourmet shot. Be a bad motherfucker. Here you go. Let's go. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Alrighty, Andrew. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. You heard it. Chance oh, the Rapper oh, told oh, us. Oh, boy. Can you imagine Chance the Rapper is now like the voice of hockey? Oh, it's awful. I mean, uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Come on, once get on <laughs> SNL again. Chance the Rapper is now the and voice, and he's, and he's famous for a lifetime. He's famous for a lifetime. We're never, ever, ever going to lose that uh, clip. But hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Thanks, Chance. Appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, thanks. All righty. Well, you know, you, you you teased it right before our little uh, right before our little thing. You teased it last week, yeah. and uh, yeah. let, let, let's do this. It's now time for Andrew's stats and analytics. Oh boy! Brought to you by BC Clark's, Oklahoma's finest jewelers. You know, you know it's Christmas time in Oklahoma when you hear the BC Clark jingle. High, uh, a high roller here with the BC Clark well, uh, spot. There you go. I mean, come on. We, we, when you care enough to send the very best. How many, how many people did you sue to get this? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to sue me. Come on. What are you talking about? <laughs> the, uh, I, so I may, and, and this is probably way out of, out of context for people that don't know what we're talking about here, but I may or may not have been in a BC Clark commercial in my time. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. I sure have been. You know, here, here, hold on. For, for, for those of us who, who, who don't really know what we're dealing with, let's see if we can hear a little bit of, uh, come on, why isn't this working? Here we go. Here's the gift to give. Because it's the gift that live and live. So give the gift you know can't fail. From B.C. Clark's anniversary sale. Most sales are after Christmas, but Clark's is just before. Most everything is marked way down. Savings you can't ignore. At Oklahoma's oldest jeweler since 1892. So give the gift you know can't fail. From B.C. Clark's anniversary sale. There you go, Andrew. Come on. I'm, I'm just saying, I may or may not have been in a B.C. Clark's commercial before. So you were hanging around North Park Mall and walked in front of a camera and had to sing the B.C. Clark jingle is what you're saying. Uh, it, it may or may not have been in North Park Mall. It may or may not have been in a... Uh Oh, that's right. Comparable myriad oh, oh, that's botanical right. garden. I, 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 I forget that. Yes, 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 I'm yes. I'm a high roller. I'm a high roller. I make BC Clarks come to me. I don't go to them. <laughs> Whatever. I make them come to me. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that that former pro hockey team that used to that used to work with. Mm-hmm. They they did the jingle one year. 
Yeah, I yeah. may or may not have uh, partaken in some of that. <laughs> All right, so you're a high roller. Look at you, brag, brag, brag. There we go. All right, well, here. Brought to us by Andrew's own personal jeweler, BC Clarks. It's now time for Andrew's <laughs> stats and analytics. All right, so here was here's what I did. So we talked about we're going to do a deep dive here. So I have it broken down in order by the way the team's finished in the WCHL standings going into the uh, Christmas break here for us. Yeah. So we are going to start off with the first place UNLV Rebels. They have 31 points in the WCHL. You just touched on it. They're ranked number four in the ACHA right now. A overall 16-3 and record. They are 9-2-3-0 through 14 games in the WCHL. Yeah. So in 19 games played this season, they have 76 goals for, 42 against. That gives them a plus 34 goal differential. Whoa. They have 341 pims on the season. Their power play is clicking at 21.7%. Penalty kill percentage at 86.5%. Very nice. So not too shabby on the special team side there for UNLV. Well, that probably explains why they're number four in the nation. That's right. That's right. The uh, leading scorer for UNLV, number 16, Max Johnson. He's played all 19 games. He has 13 goals, 10 assists for 23 points. And their goaltender, we've talked a lot about him, number 31, Zach Wixon. He has played 14 out of the 19 games. He is 12-2 and two with a .931 save percentage. He's a uh, he's a he's a big reason why they're uh, doing so well. Having yes. Wixon being back there, that's tough to get pucks past him. Yep, that's good stuff. So that's what I have got for the Rebels for you there. All righty. So moving on down, number two, Missouri State. They're sitting there with thirty points. You mentioned it, number ten in the ACHA rankings. They are fourteen and six overall. They are ten zero and two in twelve games in the WCHL. The uh, 20 games played, they have 90 goals for, 61 goals against for a plus 29 differential. 321 penalty minutes, a whopping 23.4% on the power play, 83.8% on the penalty kill for the uh, Ice Bears there. So once again, not too shabby, right? Yeah. Uh, Leading scorer, number 90, Kaysen Gallant. He's played all 20 games. He has 19 goals, 11 assists for 30 points. And their goaltender, we also talk a lot about him, number 50, Bailey Stevens, has played 13 of the games. He is 9-3 with a .912 save percentage. So not too shabby across the board. Not not too shabby at all. And you not said you, you said they're they're ten zero and two, and so the two losses that the Missouri State has, those are the two losses they took out in Las Vegas. Yep, to UNLV, right? Yep, and then they, uh, yeah, okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting, right? Okay. They, uh, so now we're going to go to number three, the University of Central Oklahoma. They're sitting there with 30 points tied with Missouri State for second place. They are number six in the ACHA with a 16-4 and overall record. They are also 10-0-2 through 12 games in the WCHL. 20 games played, 96 goals for, 45 goals against for a plus 51 goal differential. Whoa, that's insane. That's a good one, right? Plus 51. 
plus 15. And we know they got a little help what they do uh, with Waldorf. Beat them like 13 to 2 or something. Yeah, yeah, but still. A couple weeks ago. So, yeah. I mean, that helps a little bit. But, hey, still, I mean, 96 goals through uh, 20 games, that's that's almost five goals a game. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty impressive, right? Yep. And because uh, we know they haven't played, uh, I mean, they haven't played a slouch of a schedule. So, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive in my opinion. They, uh, so they are one of the heavier penalized teams in the uh, WCHL. They have 440 penalty minutes <laughs> through 20 games. So, you know, go for them. They, uh, they are 25.7% on the power play. And then they're a whopping 85.7% on the PK. So uh, that's just like Vegas. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their special teams is killer. The, uh, kid we talk about a lot, their leading goal scorer or yeah, leading goal scorer, if you want to call him that, uh, number 19, Vitaly Mikhailov. He's played all 20. He's got 21 goals, 15 assists for 36 points. And their goaltender, number 57, Ben Kelch. He has played uh, 16 out of the 20. He is 12 and 4 with a .895 save percentage. He's done really well for, has, for a yeah, newcomer. He's kind of, yeah, yeah, he's, he's kind of emerged as, as that guy for them, right? He really has, and he's done a he's yeah. done a heck of a job. Yeah, you know, I, I watched him a little bit uh, on Saturday, and you know, he 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 just makes it look easy, right? He doesn't doesn't get overcomplicated with things. Doesn't try to make things harder than what they should be, right? He just kind of keeps it easy and just kind of keeps everything in front of him. So Andrew, he only had to stop nine shots. You probably, when you were watching him, he was probably over there reading a book or uh, doing some needlepoint or something. There's, there's a lot of traffic coming through the net there. So, you know, there's, (laughs) you know, you know how those games are. There there was a lot of extracurriculars going on. So, okay. All right. Kind of kept it cool and calm back there and just kind of did his thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So moving right along. Number four, the Arizona Wildcats sitting in here with number four with 28 points. They are number 16 in the ACHA. They have a, and it's 12, 5, like 0, 1, 0, and 2. And it's like, there's like six different things that you can count on their record. So they've played 18 games, but we're calling them 12 and 5. The, uh, through those 18 games, they have 61 goals for, 40 goals against for a plus 21 goal differential. They're one of the more well-behaved teams in the league in the AC or in the WCHL. They only have 246 penalty minutes through 18 games. They have a 30.8% power play and a 56.8 penalty kill percentage. Huh. They, uh, and then they have two kids uh, tied with the lead for points on the team. Number 18, Jesse Lowell. He has seven goals, nine assists for 16 points total. And number 15, Anthony Cusinelli. He has five goals, 11 assists. For 16 points also. And then uh, another familiar name on the board here, number 30, their goaltender, Anthony Churro. He's played in 10 games. He has 6-4, and four, but he has an outstanding .923 save percentage. Hmm. How about that? That's pretty good. Lowell is a, he- is a heck of a little player, and uh, obviously we know about Kusnelli, and yeah, they're, they're, they're doing well. They're, yep. They've, you know, they've got a. They started off with a rough schedule. Got surprised at Utah to start the season, start the semester, but uh, they've rebounded very well. And you know, split with the number four team in the nation. Uh, you know, swept Arizona State when they've needed to. Yep. Um, at least at home recently, they they split up there in uh, Tucson, but they've just taken care of business ever since then. Yep. Yep. They've gotten it figured out. And they kind of a little bit of a slow start, right? But they've. Yep. Uh, They've got it figured out, and they're and they're starting to roll. So, and I'm not surprised with the penalty minutes because I know that uh, they have a coach who kind of keeps tight rein over them. I'm not saying the other guys don't. I'm just saying he's created the culture where he 
it's discipline and and yep. th- those kids have been around him that, that's an experienced bunch so they know yeah, not to uh f around you know yep yep i would you know i would definitely you know they're they're right in here in the mix um they've obviously played more games than everybody else so a lot of teams you know uh central Oklahoma and missouri state um have three games in hand so there's quite a few points there that they could make up but I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep on uh, Arizona going into spring semester here, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, All right. next up is Utah. Number five, Utah, 18 points. Number 18 in the ACHA. They are 6, 7, 3, 0, 1, 5, and 2. You know, like I said a while ago, there's, there's a ton of different things you can do here. Uh, what are they? They are 5, 0, 6, and 3 in the WCHL. 18 games played, like I said, 62 goals for, 64 goals against, so that's a minus two goal differential. uh, They're right there with Arizona, 256 penalty minutes. They are 34% on the power play and 67.4% on the penalty kill. Hmm. So great little power play they got out there. They uh, just need some help on the PK, right? Yep, yep. uh, So their leading goal, or their leading score is number 13, Wyatt Light. He's played all 18 games. He has eight goals, 12 assists for 20 points. And then their goaltender, number 30, Landon Anderson. He has played 16 games. He is eight and five, and then he's got some shootout losses on there. And he has a .903 save percentage. Yeah, he's he's been battling some injury, but uh, yeah, he's he's Anderson is uh, is a huge reason for uh, Utah's success, and also yeah, you mentioned Light, little number thirteen, that kid can play. Yeah, I was gonna say that those are two hockey players right there for Utah. So yeah, nice know, diff- difference makers, right? Yep. All right, moving right along here, number six, Arizona State, fifteen points in the WCHL. They are number twenty-five. In the ACHA, they are five and twelve overall on the season, and they are five zero and seven in WCHL action. Seventeen games played, fifty-one goals for, eighty goals against for a minus twenty-nine goal differential. They have two hundred ninety-three penalty minutes on the season. They are a twenty-point-five power play percentage and a seventy-one-point-four penalty kill percentage. Hmm. And they also have two kids tied for the lead in points. Number eight, Damon Porter. He has seven goals, nine assists for 16 points. And number six, the kid we talk a lot about, Brendan Studioso. He has four goals, 12 assists for 16 points. And their goaltenders, you know, they use, I thought this was kind of unique when I looked at it. All three of their goaltenders are right there together. They've played six games seven games and eight games. They, uh, so they are, they are all right there and they're all their safe percentages. Um, I went with Eric Garber as their number one guy. He's one and four through six games. He has a 0.899 save percentage, which that's the best out of the three by just a few minute fractions of a point. So how about that? Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I'm, not I'm bad, surprised. Bad. I'm surprised the leading scorer is not named lackey or plured. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, there's still time left in the season. So. Yeah, yeah. Give, those kids, give those kids time, right? Yep. They'll, they'll rise to the top. There we go. All right, Colorado. Number seven, Colorado, 13 points. Number 30 overall in the league. They are 7, 8, and 2. 
overall and three oh five and four in the WCHL action through twelve games. The uh, nineteen games overall played, sixty two goals for, seventy five goals against for a minus thirteen goal differential. They are two hundred and thirty eight pims on the season. They are fourteen point three percent on the power play and seventy six point eight percent on the penalty kill. And a kid we talk a lot about when we talk about Colorado is number 91, Adam Trunko. He's played all 19 games with six goals, 10 assists for 16 points. And then their goaltender that we talk a lot about for them, uh, number 30, Liam O'Gwen. He's played 13 games. He's 5'5", five, 2-1 five, with a .898 save percentage. Yeah, he's uh, Liam O'Gwen is one of the reasons why Colorado is doing as well as they 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 yes. can and what as good as they're doing. Trunco is their bell cow. He's just leading the way. Uh, they have I think they have one of the kids that has probably like uh, he's on the all WCH the all name team the all conference yep. name team. Uh, I forget his number, but is is his it's Jason Del Tufo. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, that thing is, there, there's another, there's a couple of others, um, uh, you know, studio. So, um, the, there's the Malo, Greg Malafronte at, at Arizona. Yes. yes yep. But, uh, Jason Del Tufo, that sounds like a, that sounds like a guy you don't want to mess with. <laughs> That's right. So, That's and, right. I'm, and I'm probably screwing his name up. I know it's Del Tufo, but I think it's Jason, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. How about that? All right, the so all name, the all name team. The all name, yeah. We'll have to come. <laughs> well, when the during the dry days here, the 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 stark days of uh, the holiday break, we'll have to come up with something goofy. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Since we're like not the, hockey guys, the, the ACHA Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we can bring that back. There we go. I like yeah, that. there we go. There we go. All right. All right. Moving right along. Number eight, Grand Canyon University, sitting there with twelve points, 29th overall in the ACHA. They are 5-10-1 overall, 3-1-8-1 in the WCHL through 13 games. They've played 17 total with 61 goals for, 89 goals against for a minus 28 goal differential. They have 387 penalty minutes, 18.4% power play, and 74.2 on the penalty kill. Their leading goal scorer is number 33, Jacob Cummings. He has played 16 games with six goals, 14 assists for 20 points. And their goaltender that we talk about, number 36, Scott Kozabowski. He has played 14 games. He is 5-7 and seven with a .889 save percentage. Very nice. Very nice, very nice. Yep. Let's, let's go ahead and knock this thing out. Number 9, Colorado State. Seven points overall in the WCHL. They are 37th in the ACHA. 4 and 11 overall. And within WCHL action, they are 1, 2, 9, and 0. Oh. They have played 16 games overall with 50 goals for, 78 goals against for a minus 28 goal differential. They have 285 penalty minutes. They are 28.4 on the power play and 78.8% on the PK. Their leading score is number 12, Max Kleiner, 16 games played with five goals, nine assists for 14 points. And their goaltender, number 31, Sam Simon. He has played 10 games. He is 4-4 four and four in 0-2, and he has a .90 save percentage. Very nice. Yeah, and I give this this 0-and-da-da-da-da-da-da, because if you look at it, there's like, 
five different columns or six different columns that you can that you can register uh, wins and losses in if you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was looking at that and I was like, oh six and da 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 da, da. and I was like, oh my god, like, that's too much. <laughs> da, da 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 da. I like yeah. that. That's the uh, highly technical st- statistical analytics we expect from you, Andrew. That's da, right. Da, da, that's da, da, right. Da, da. He's like, oh nine and da 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 da. All right, so rounding out the 10 teams in the WCHL is number 10, the University of Oklahoma. They have five points. They are number 38 overall in the ACHA. They are 6-12-1 in league play. They are 0-2-7-1 in WCHL play. They've played 19 games, 50 goals for, 64 goals against for a minus 14 goal differential. Hmm. The Sooners have 311 penalty minutes. They are 19.4 on the power play. They are 81.5 on the penalty kill percentage. Their leading goal scorer is number 27, Marshall Rushing. He has played in nine games. He has eight goals, seven assists for 15 points. And the goaltender that's played the most games for him is number 30, Brendan Culvertson-Bond. He has played 15 games. He is six eight and one with a point eight eight six save percentage. What does that say, Andrew? When the leading scorer for the team has only played in nine <laughs> games? <laughs> no, I'm asking. They, I'm being serious. I'm not trying to be a smart they, aleck. Uh, well, I would I would say that the, that there's a, probably a lot of guys on that roster that probably need to step up, right? Yeah, I mean, I just think that's that's I, when you said he was leading scorer, and then you popped in there with, oh, and I, he's only played nine games, and I'm thinking, yeah. okay, well, they've got ten league games, so he's missed at least one, and then you said that the goaltender had fifteen. I'm like, oh, well, there's six that he's missed, mm-hmm. and I know that the goaltender hasn't played in the last four, so there's another yeah. ten that he's missed, yeah. or or yeah. so what's that? He's missed one. He's missed at least ten. So interesting, interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, interesting. Hey, interesting. The the I need to apologize once again. My we've our fact checker here has show, has told me that Del Tufo's first name is not Jason. It is Jaden. So uh, oh, you're close, Jason. Jaden. Jason. Jaden. That was only one letter off. I was you know, and it's one letter. It's they're so close on the keyboard. A S D. Come on. Hey, what do you expect? Hey, I was just but, one key away from getting it right. Potato. 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 You know. Potato. So Andrew, that was pretty good. I mean the. Uh, How about that? You know your stats and analytics. You were just right on top of everything. Hey, I'll even I'll even go as as far to give you some inside baseball and tell you that I typed up the sheet and then I. So that I got everybody the same, and then I went in and filled in all the stats by hand as I went through the lovely <laughs> ACHAHockey.org website. Oh, that's too funny. Because wow. I was doing it by hand, and I got like to the, I got down to number three, and then I got out of whack, and I was getting ready to leave a couple stats off for number three that I had done on number one and two. Yeah. So, so I stopped, and I was like, I got to type this up so that all ten blanks are the same, and I just go in and fill in all the information, right? I was like, oh my god i was like i was getting ready to screw that one up that's impressive that's impressive oh boy once again that was andrew's stats and analytics and uh what are they brought to us today right now by um they're brought to us by jet puffed marshmallows oh yes you you know oh. there's what what are the oh. so what are some of the best smells in all the world andrew and don't say me um uh <laughs> babies babies smell awesome yeah. Um, yeah. I think vanilla and cinnamon are two great smells. I think marshmallows smell great. Um, 
you, you might call me crazy here, but yeah. I'm going to go off on a limb here and say at the end of the summer, when you walk back into the hockey rink and it's time for hockey to start, you can't, you can't match that smell, right? Oh, well, you, some say it stinks, but other others of us say that it's the smell of glory. It's right? crisp. It's crisp, and yeah, the stink hasn't set in yet. The, That's the, right. The, the the boys haven't haven't been skating, and their gear has kind of dried out for the summer. So it's yep. Uh, yep. yeah, you you get the freshness of the of the ice, but you uh, you do not get the stink that comes <laughs> with it. So. Well, very, very nice. Andrew, let, let's let's do this. Let's have a, a quick little break. And then uh, we'll, I understand you've got some more stuff uh, to, to wow us with. Yes, some I do. Over under. And um, let's, uh, let's see if we can figure this out. Okie doke. Uh, that sounds like a deal to me. All right. Hold on. Couple of dangles. Celebrate the biscuit a little. Couple of toeies. Don't you want to hit the net, Ferda? Don't be an idiot, Schmelt. It doesn't count unless you go Pardonsky. No, we don't want to hear this. Hold on, we don't want to hear that. One takes too damn long. Uh, geez, I had I hit the wrong damn button, Andrew. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's you know what? Screw it. Here we go. Let me get back to where I was because that's uh, that's what I meant to hit the horn. Jeez, I am just such an amateur. <laughs> I need to quit being distracted and to focus on these things. All right, Andrew, I understand you've got some uh, extra stuff for us. Oh, yes, I do. Since, yeah, uh, we're at semester break here. Now you know we're going to have we're going to still keep doing podcasts through the break here. This isn't the the oh. last. We don't got to shoot our wad right here. You know, I, I've got quite a bit of stuff lined up for you, so you better be ready for okay. this Christmas break here. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, they. Uh, so as I was going through the stats and all that, I was kind of looking ahead into the uh, spring semester, and I thought, with you know, we have four teams at the top that are kind of separated themselves from everybody else. So I thought, like, why not look at the weekends in the spring that everybody should be watching because they're going to be monumental games for deciding the WCHL champion this year, right? Yep. And so I, I've come up with a couple here. Um, I, I can you know, I can guess one right off the top of my head, but I'm I'll, I'll wait till you get that? there. No, no, okay. no, no. I'm not going to spoil your fun. All right. So what I've done here is uh, I've broken it down by the four teams at the top: Missouri State, UNLV, UCO, and UNL or U of A. You're going to list UNLV twice. They like yeah. that. Holy smokes! Yeah, UNL or uh, U of A here. Good lord. Yeah. The uh, so Missouri State. If you're fans of Missouri State, I would say that you need to be keeping an eye on that January 28th and 29th weekend when Missouri State travels down the road to UCO. Oh yeah, both of those teams. They've both played 12 games as of now, and they are tied. And they've got a couple games in hand with the teams that are around them. So that could be a big separation weekend right there. I, I think if you were a Missouri State fan, you want to sweep. If you're a Central Oklahoma fan, you want to sweep. If you're an Arizona yes. or if you're a UNLV fan, you, you want a split, split or, a yes. or a meteor to hit the Arctic edge and <laughs> yeah, take, right. out the, take out the games. That's right. That's yeah. right. The, uh if the, if so, there's a split on that weekend, Andrew, I think this is just me going out of limb. If there's a split, I think that the team. I, if there's a sweep, I misspoke. If there's a sweep, I think the team that sweeps it has the has won the well, WCHL championship. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I mean, I pretty much am assuming that we're probably going to see who's going to win the WCHL after that January 28th and 29th weekend would be my would be my guess, right? Yep. Yep. 
The uh, so sticking with Missouri State, the uh, and you and I kind of talked about it a minute ago. The uh, kind of a spoiler alert. I would I would keep an eye on that February eighteenth and nineteenth weekend when Missouri State travels to Colorado to take on the Buffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we you know you and I talk a lot about how those Colorado teams play tough, and they play tough at home, right? The uh, so that might be. A little bit of a spoiler alert to keep your eye on there, right? Well, and we also talked a little bit uh, last week about Missouri State, how they tend to uh, tend to you know watch the rankings a little bit and think you know as opposed to putting the work in, just kind of think they can mail it in. And hey, we're number yeah. eight, we're number nine, yeah. we're number ten, yeah, we're, we're playing number right sixteen, yeah, and we're just going to cut right through these guys like wind in a tin horn, and it yep. uh, doesn't work out that way. You got to play the game, so yeah, they're they're susceptible, especially if they if they do have a successful weekend versus uh, Central Oklahoma. You're yeah. absolutely right. They'll then watch out, right? Watch yeah, out; those Colorado series later, could so. get them. Yep. 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 Totally. Totally. So, staying on out in the uh, West, there uh, UNLV, um, them in uh, U of A, January twenty first and twenty second. I think that is going to be a uh, key matchup there to keep your eye on. Down um, in Tucson. Down in Tucson, UNLV travels to the University of Arizona to play two out there. So I would definitely, uh, I think that's the marquee matchup for the semester for those two teams. Now, mm-hmm. you know they, uh, who was it? Is it is it uh, UNLV that plays Minot? UNLV like, does play Minot, yep. I was going to say, it's like the second weekend in uh, January or something like that, if I remember right. I think Arizona plays Minot as well. Yep, yep. So there's, I mean, there's some big non-conference games, but conference-wise, this is the weekend that I would keep my eye on, right? And once again, if you're uh, Arizona, obviously you want to sweep. If you're UNLV, you want to sweep. And if you're Central Oklahoma or Missouri State, you want either a split or an Arizona sweep on those things. That, uh, that totally, totally. Yeah. The uh, So then sticking with, you know, we talked to UCO, Missouri State, so that's the January 2020, that's the big weekend there. And the... Uh, you know, we talked in uh, a lot of these teams will have some rivalry weekends too, you know, OU, UCO, U of A, Arizona State, you know, there's some rivalry weekends and those are, you always want to keep an eye on those because those are kind of can turn into a crapshoot, right? Yep. And anything can kind of happen in a rivalry game. So, you know, if you're these teams, you got to take care of business with these big ones, but but more importantly, you got to take care of some business in those rivalry games also because they can sneak up and bite you and you may overlook a little bit and, you know, watch out, you know? You know, I've got to issue another correction, Andrew, because I said that UNLV plays Minot, and that's not the case. Um, UNLV plays UNLV? Arizona twice, uh, four times, twice down in Tucson, and then uh, twice up in uh, North Dakota. Okay, because I, I, when I looked at it, I, I remember seeing Minot yep. on one of the schedules, and I couldn't remember which team it, out of the two that it was that I, played I'm, them. I'm just error-filled. I mean, my mind must be <laughs> elsewhere, huh? <laughs> other people would just say hey that's part for the course for you fact yeah, kid. I was gonna so. say, I'm just kind of rolling along here yeah. they, uh, no different than any other weekend, weekend right? <laughs> thanks buddy appreciate it yeah all right there you go so that's what i got for uh spring games to watch when we come down to decide who's going to win this thing yeah yeah and it's... where you're going to have to take that trophy isn't that wild i might have to uh i might have to so right now what you're saying is i might have to take it to some Las Vegas, Tucson, Edmond, or Springfield. Yep. All right. You've got you've got quite the uh, you got quite the the uh, travel itinerary coming up, don't you? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, so you're hoping for so you're hoping for Arizona to win it. Why is that? So you don't have to travel with the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So there you go. So that's what I'm, we know. That's what it's about. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm agnostic here. I'm I'm hoping that whoever wins it wins it and um, wins it outright, and that we don't have to do a tiebreaker or anything goofy like that. And that it's won uh, early on. I the one thing I do not want to have to do, Andrew, is I do not want to have to. Uh, I don't want to have to mail the trophy somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. You won it last week. Here's the trophy in the mail. I don't want to have to put a stamp on it. I'd like to yeah. be able to know that if we get this, then here's the trophy and boom, Bob's your uncle. Well, here it is. Well, I'm just, I'm just kind of hoping that you, that you have to buy a new trophy. <laughs> I am, I am hoping that Arizona has absolutely beat the piss out of that thing over the past two seasons and you oh, have to buy a new one. Andrew, why are you doing this to me? Quit it. <laughs> Quit it. I, I have all the confidence in the world that's been taken very very good care of. It might have a weld or two on it, but um, <laughs> I'm, I have uh, absolute confidence it is still in one piece. Oh, we, we can only hope, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to have to have a conversation with the coach about that. So, <laughs> All right, what, what else do you got for us here? Right? Yeah, really. They, uh, well, I've got some uh, – I know we got some stuff to talk about here. Yeah. Uh, we got coaching changes and scheduling and all that kind of stuff, and I've got my wonderful overrated-underrated segment for you also. Well, let's get so. through Let's get through the, the, the hockey stuff because that's pretty easy. Um, scheduling, yep. this is the time for scheduling, especially now that games are over. Uh, most everybody – well, everybody does have the conference schedule, and we're trying to fill out the non-conference bits and pieces there so that this is the time when that's going to get done and uh, i know that you're doing it on behalf of oklahoma i'm trying to help out some other teams so uh fun time of the year for that to try to see who can uh if we can you know improve some strength of schedule and get some uh, unique matchups some non-traditional matchups so that's kind of fun uh coach this is also kind of the time of the season when sometimes there's a coaching change or two and i know that we have one in the b conference with uh Midland University is, uh, they've decided to make a change, and uh, Jason Cerrone has uh, left that program, and now uh, it's being run, going to be run for the rest of the semester or the rest of the season by his assistant, Jan Dom. So that's kind of interesting. We'll see if there's yeah. any other coaching changes that come around. Um, and then, of course, here's the big thing, and it's going to be grades and eligibility. You know, we're talking about this <laughs> in the middle of uh, finals week. Yes, we are. A lot of, for a lot of folks. And... Um, this it's it's a it's a big week uh because with covid you know we um everybody for the fall for this past fall semester got a pass basically all you had to do to be eligible was enroll in 12 hours 12 credit hours yep we didn't look uh, because of the covid season last year we did not look at um whether or not uh, you passed X amount of hours or whether or not your GPA, you know, was a certain amount. Um, but those, the normal limits are, or the normal eligibility requirements are coming back into play here for the spring semester, effective January 1st. Um, so in order to be eligible after January 1st, you will have had to have enrolled in 12 for the fall, passed at least nine credit hours in the fall with a 2.0 GPA or better, in the fall, cumulative, I'm sorry, GPA, 2.0 GPA or better cumulative, and you have to have had, you have to be enrolled in the spring for at least 12 hours. So um, that's the basic thing, um, and it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm sure we're going to run into some issues. Oh, there's no doubt, right? Yeah, we always do. Um, and the, and the, the funky part, I'll tell you, just from an administrator's point of view, the funky part about this whole thing is the fact that teams play games in January 
but before school starts. Yes. So you don't necessarily have all of your, or you don't have the opportunity to have all of your ducks uh, lined up squarely perfectly in a row because, um, you know, you're kind of taking it on faith, you know, whether kids passed or not. Yep. Um, yep. I've always, you know, I, I think it's good best practice to uh demand you know just just don't take a kid's word for it mm-hmm. um you know demand to actually see the grades yep get, um, get in and see them right yeah the kids can pull it up on their phones these days that's easy enough and then the uh the other thing is you got to make sure that they're enrolled in 12 hours um and sometimes you know uh, kids have a they, they like to wait a little bit uh to, to enroll <laughs> yes, they do so uh for whatever reason and so that's it's always the sticky <laughs> wicket because if you play some games with those kids before um before the eligibility uh requirement or before you you've confirmed the eligibility requirements you run the risk of playing with an ineligible player and possibly forfeiting a win yep so uh, it's kind of tough. We've we've I think we we all know of a little of a horror story, you know, from people getting stuck in that position. So that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's I'm not looking forward to that. But that's all I have. Uh, so hockey wise, you know, scheduling is we're knee deep into the middle of that. We're hoping that we don't have any coaching changes, at least here in the uh, Western Collegiate Hockey League. I know that in the B Conference we've had some. We might have some others in some other crappy conferences. And then yep. uh, eligibility is going to be the big thing come January. Yes, because we're, we're kicking back into the full swing of it, right? Yeah, we are, even even though even though apparently COVID is too. So, yes, it is. Yes, yeah. it is. What do you got for us, Andrew? You said you have some overrated, underrated. Overrated, underrated. Let's see what you got you're gonna, here. You're going to so, get me in trouble, aren't you? Oh, not a chance. Not on. Not not this week, anyway. I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll wait till next week. <laughs> the, uh, so I know we may or may not have talked about it before. Yeah. Overrated, underrated, cranberry sauce. Oh, I think um, I think the the uh, cranberry sauce to me is underrated, and I think it's uh, I think it gets a bad rap. It's uh, it's. I'm not going to say I'm going to sit here and eat a can of it straight out of the can. But, um, you know, you let it slide out of the can, put it in the slices, put it on your uh, plate, and I think it's a very good palate cleanser, and it uh, it's a change of pace. Mm, I'm going garbage. Yeah, well, it's all right. It's, it's, you're, it's you're, you're the guy that wants steak for Thanksgiving, so, I mean, it's, <laughs> let's put everything in perspective here. Yeah, it's hot garbage. That's what I can say. Hot yeah. garbage, okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Number two, the Hallmark Christmas specials. Overrated or underrated? Uh, I'm going to say overrated. I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm there with you. Yeah. I'm there with you. They're I'm, they're terrible. You know what? Now, if my lovely wife or my lovely daughter wants to watch them, I'm all in because I just want to sit and be with them. But uh, if I'm, you know, cr- got the remote control in my hand and I'm cruising through and I see a Hallmark family special going on by, just going to, you know, pass that exit as if it didn't exist. That's not. I don't blame you. I don't yeah. blame you. Yeah. All right, number three here, family at the holidays, overrated, underrated. Well, okay. Um, let's <laughs> you let, might get yourself in trouble in this one. So. No, 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 no. Let's get a <laughs> distinction going here. Family, are we talking immediate family or extended family? Uh, both. Because immediate both. family, I'm going to say, is is grossly underrated. I, I, I love nothing more than to have a full house and have the kids back in the house and, 
you know, get the gang back together again. Now, overrated if it's the extended family with aunts, <laughs> uncles, cousins, nephews, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm out, right? Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll grin and bear it, but uh, if it's just me and my gang, uh, I'm in. Um, if it's um, extras, you know, there are very few extras who I, I'm obviously, you know, my mom um uh she lives up in vermont and um you know obviously i wouldn't mind you know hanging around with her but uh you know aunts uncles cousins sisters you you, you, you can keep it right uh yeah you know i'll send you a card thank you very much (laughs) exactly i'll send you a text (laughs) yeah yeah exactly no card i'll just send you a text oh all right so how about this one no hockey for a few weeks. Overrated? Underrated? Uh, underrated. A breath of fresh air needed. The kids needed a chance to recharge. The coaches needed a chance to recharge. I think even the dumb, stupid administrators and podcasts need a chance to recharge. Uh, it, and it, it gives you, uh, you know, it, it's a sprint here to the end. The season, it's hard to believe the season started in September. We're here in December already. And yeah, I mean, when, when, when hockey gets going back up again in January, um, uh, we're, there's only going to be like eight weeks of hockey before we're yeah. done and we're then on the nationals. Yep. So Crazy, it's a, it? it's a hot sprint. And so I, and I'm this break is definitely needed and it's underrated. Yeah. I am right there with you on that one. Yep. I sure am. The, uh, all right. My last one I got for you and you're going to ask what in the world are you talking about? Okay. December 26th, overrated or underrated? December 26th, overrated or underrated? Huh. Okay, well, if you're taking December 26th as <laughs> Boxing Day, um, I'm going to say it is greatly underrated. And I'm not, I you know, Boxing Day is celebrated both in England and Canada and the, you know, I guess Australia and everywhere else where it was under the, um the queen um so i will say that is underrated because i do enjoy sitting on december 26th and watching a whole bunch of premier league games <laughs> um now if you're saying december 26th where you go stand in line to return gifts <clears throat> that is grossly overrated and uh, not my cup of tea i am so i am saying december 26th because that is the first day that there is no more Christmas music being played. <laughs> okay. And well, then underrated and appreciated. So underrated, it is not even funny, right? <laughs> I like that. God love oh. December 26th. That's all I can say. Oh, well, you know, I was driving the other day, and this is, <laughs> we, we've, we've prattled on long enough about not talking hockey. But uh, my lovely, my lovely, lovely, lovely wife was listening to Christmas music, and it was Justin Bieber, Michael Bublé, Oh. Leslie Odom and Edina Menzel. Mm. And I'm sitting here saying, no, wait a second. Where in the world are the classics? Where is, um, you know, Burl Ives? Where's Bing Crosby? Where's a little bit of, uh, um, who, who sings, um, uh, Brenda Lee rocking around the Christmas tree. I yeah, mean, maybe I'm just uh, an old fogey. Um, oh, my wife. Uh, what's Clooney? Rosemary Clooney. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you always like what you come up, what what you what you, uh, what you grew up with, and so I, uh, I'm just I'm I'm not a not a fan of some of that, you know the the mm. 
I guess I'm not a fan of the uh, of the stuff where they remake, you know, just classics for no good reason. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I've been bludgeoned since October with this stuff, so I'm kind of over all of it. The new stuff, the old <laughs> stuff, the in-between stuff. I'm, you can have it all. <laughs> now, I'll tell you, Andrew, There, there is, I do like, there's a, um, um, there was an album that came out when I was younger. It was called um, A Very Special Christmas. And it had some, had some, you know, Bob Seger singing some, uh, singing a song. I had U2. In fact, here, while I'm talking to you, I'm going to try to find it because I was, li- I was listening to it earlier. Um, yeah, U2 was singing Christmas, you know, Baby, Please Come Home. Uh, yeah. Bob Seger was singing The Little Drummer Boy. Um, uh, Sting was playing, uh, he has a song on there called... Uh, I think the angel Gabriel or something, Gabriel's message, uh, Bruce Springsteen is on there singing Merry Christmas, baby. And Andrew, there's one song on there that I just absolutely love. And it's, um, it's, it's old and it's not for me, but I mean, come on, get to it. There we go. Yeah. A little Christmas in Hollis. Oh, so there's that. That's what I go for. But uh, mm. so I was having to. I was having to suffer with Michael Bublé and Leslie oh, Odom and all the crooners. That is awful, isn't it? Yeah, you know everybody thought they were on The Voice. I, I used to. You know this. This is going to date me. When I hear that, I think, oh, we're not on Star Search anymore. Right? We're not. We're <laughs> exactly. not trying to hear your voice with with Ed McMahon. <laughs> exactly. But nowadays, it's The Voice or uh, American Idol or something yeah. like that, where you got to do all the vocal gymnastics. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ready for, uh, I'm ready for a little bit of uh, relief. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, I'm ready for December 26th. They take all that stuff off the airways, and we get back to regular stuff. That's, yeah, yeah. That's what I got my eyes set on next Sunday. All right, all right. What else you got for us there, Andrew? Yeah, well, you know, I got a couple little uh, TV shows that we've watched since we talked last. Man, look uh, at you! You're carrying the podcast this week. I love it. Go for I'm, it. I am all in. So, uh, talking about keep, keeping with the Christmas spirit here, I watched a little uh, Christmas movie with my wife and daughter the other day, and it was—I didn't know what to think going into it. And afterwards, I was like, you know what? That was that was pretty damn good. And yeah. it's called Eight Bit Christmas, and it's on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> Eight bit Christmas, it's, okay. It's uh, it's got Neil Patrick Harris. He's kind of the lead in it. He's the dad in the in the the older kid telling the story and all that. And uh, long story short, it's a it's a story about a kid back in 1988 that was on a quest to get a Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm. And it was all around Christmas time and all that. And that's what he's wanting for Christmas. And his parents are, you know, against it and all this. And so it kind of chronicles his, and he's telling, and so Neil Patrick Harris is telling his daughter the greatest Christmas story ever. And it's his quest for this Nintendo Entertainment System in 1988. (laughs) You know what? It was, it was, it was pretty good. You know, I got, I got roped into watching the Christmas Chronicles with, uh, no, uh, what's his name? Um, Oh, good Lord. Russell, married to Goldie Hawn. Oh, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, yes. Yep, um, yep. You know, I got roped into that a couple years ago, and that thing came out, and I was like, you know what? This is absolutely terrible Christmas <laughs> movie. You know, I was just I was dumbfounded at just how stupid it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm always kind of skeptical when these new Christmas movies come out, and, and, I'll, and I'll be 8-Bit Christmas on HBO Max. Is is actually pretty damn good. All right. 
I would, I would recommend it. And we'll, then we'll check it some, out. Something else that's kind of up your eyes, Allie. Uh-oh. Another uh, another music documentary. We have started watching. Uh, it's on Disney Plus, and it's the Beatles Get Back. I'd like to watch that, but the thing that scares me about that, Andrew, it's only three episodes long, but each one of them is like eighteen hours long. Yo, it's we started watching the first one and it's it's long. Yeah, it's long, I, I think each episode is two and a half hours long, so you get to devote seven and a half hours if you're going to binge it. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. We we're about three fourths of the way through the uh, first episode. Yeah, and, it, and it's pretty interesting. I, I'm I'm intrigued for sure. I hope it only gets better from here. Well, I'll uh, I'll probably I'll I'll sit down and watch that one. But I've you know got to carve out some time, and we've got yeah. you know it's it's busy too. We talked about all the stuff we're doing, you know, scheduling know. and grades I and eligibility know. and wrapping presents and kids and you know cranberry sauce. I got no time for the Beatles. The Beatles get back. It's pretty good. All right. It's- it's pretty pretty good i'll tell you what i'm looking forward to to watch uh to watching it my, this is something that my wife and i uh we're, we I, we prefer to binge as opposed <laughs> yeah. as opposed to watch things as they come out week by week and you know just kind of be drug along um but now that succession is over on hbo max oh. at least season three um i cannot wait to get back into the waystar royco and uh the drama yeah. And to see Cousin Greg and to listen to the many different ways that Logan Roy can lovingly tell his family to F off. <laughs> um, so I just, uh, I mean, it, it, what, a, what an absolutely brutal, brutal, brutal uh, show. <laughs> and I, 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 my, my son, I'll, inside, inside uh, Perry Baseball here, my son introduced me to the show. Uh, he and his, and his girlfriend really enjoyed it. And I, after about the th- first three episodes in season one, I was like, "This this family hates one another." <laughs> what yet, are you trying to tell me, son? <laughs> yet, yet, yet they can't quit one another. I mean, they yeah. co- they're constantly just in a whirlpool, but nobody goes down the drain. They're just circling one another and giving each other the <laughs> finger. And that's th- that's yeah. all seasons one and two were. And I'm going to presume, I'm hoping that that's all season three is. <laughs> uh so anyway so but we're gonna we're, we're now we're gonna see it's nine episodes or nine episodes long and uh maybe we'll watch that as we uh wrap christmas presents we'll watch a there little, you go we'll, we'll we'll listen to logan roy tell all of his family to go f themselves <laughs> god i mean yeah. you know i was at a I, I was i was at a concert and you might have been there with me i forget it was pearl jam and uh the the lead singer at the time said you know he, he's he's dropped an f-bomb and he said you know i'm not going to say it but he said the word is is such a it's such a beautiful word it has so you the four letters and it has so many different meanings you can say yep. you know let's f or you yep. can say get the F out of here. You can say, you know, what the F or in, you know, it's the same word, but it has, depending on the context, it has so many different meanings. And I just thought to myself, you were right. Well, he, of course he was right, but succession, (laughs) that word only has one meaning and it's basically (laughs) to tell your family to go jump off a cliff. (laughs) You're exactly right. (laughs) And I just, it just amazes me that a show can be so successful about a family and they all hate one another. I've, I've watched, my wife and I watched probably two, ep, probably first two or three episodes of that, maybe. Yeah. And after I was so like worked up and irritated and pissed off, 
that I, I was like, I told him, I was like, I can't do it anymore. I can't watch another episode of this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill somebody watching this thing. You know, <laughs> uh, like these people are like just like just like out of the out of their minds. You know what I mean? The way they're acting and and oh, I was just like my blood pressure is up and I was irritated and agitated and I was like, I can't do it anymore. I can't watch anymore. Yep. Different planes of ex- of existence they're on. Now we also got to remember they're all fictional characters, right? So yep. I'm, I'm sure that real people don't don't act like them. But uh, oh, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, you know, there's got to be some families like that out there somewhere. <laughs> you think? You know, there's got to uh, be. <laughs> anyways, all right. So eight bit Christmas succession, and what was the other one you said that you're uh, uh, the Beatles oh, get, get back, back get back? That's right. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Well, okay. Interesting. Interesting. All righty, Andrew. Well, hey, let's do this. Let's. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a podcast on the week of Christmas, but let's uh, let's plan for uh, between uh, Christmas and New Year's. How does that sound? That sounds like a great idea to me. That allows you to uh, get over all your all your Christmas your hatred for Christmas, <laughs> and uh, gets us to December twenty sixth and Boxing Day. Yes, and uh, the No More Christmas Music Day. Oh. We we appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to this podcast, at least through this semester, and uh, we hope that you stick around for the next semester. We'll try to uh, get some kids on uh, here over the break and uh, liven things up, and maybe it'll be uh, less Chris and less Andrew and more kids. There you go. I think probably the, the 16 listeners out there will really appreciate that. But Yes, uh, well, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, hey, we, we appreciate you listening. Uh, Andrew, let's follow Andrew on on Twitter. He is at Stickford Am S T I C K F O R D A M. I'm on Twitter at CJP in O K L A. Andrew has burps and farts and funny jokes on his thing, <laughs> and uh, I have a lot of political and immigration opinions on my thing. So, um, with the occasional burp and fart, um, the WCHL podcast is on the w, is on Twitter at WCHL Pod P O D, and the Western Collegiate Hockey League itself is on uh, Twitter at Western CHL W E S T E R N C H L. Um, you can also, you know, probably some other things to check out are the ACHA's uh, uh, Twitter accounts, ACHA Men's D One for just uh, scores and rankings and ACHA hockey is the more the general one. And that's also not only is it on Twitter at ACHA hockey, it's on Facebook as ACHA hockey and uh, something that came out. You might be interested in checking it out. A former ACHA player, he played at the university of Washington and uh, you know, he's a good kid. He thinks he's, you know, uh, the, the next big thing. Um, just ask him, but, uh, uh, a guy named Ryan Minkoff wrote a, uh, he has a book about himself, uh, called like in the thin ice or something like that. The thin, I don't know what it's called, something like that. But he also wrote a children's a hockey book, a girl's hockey children's book. It's called Nora's hockey dream. And, um, it's, uh, you, you should check it out. It's kind of interesting. You get it on Amazon and uh, yeah, it's on the on ACHA's Facebook and ACHA Hockey Twitter, and uh, you know it's just interesting stuff like that. The ACHA is very big. We we talk about the Western Collegiate Hockey League and ACHA Men's One, but um, uh, the ACHA is made up of what five divisions: three men's, two women's. It reaches all from all forty-eight states, so uh, at least all forty-eight uh, contiguous mainland states. Uh, yep, yep. Not in Alaska and Hawaii just yet. 
Um, so it's it's kind of interesting. It's a big beast, the ACHA is, and there's yeah, all we, sorts of people. We, we just talked about a small, minute part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyways, it's kind of interesting that this, uh, this guy, an ACHA, former ACHA player, is uh, written a, a second book, this one for children, and it's a girls' hockey book. So it's uh, called Nor- nice. Nora's Hockey Dream. Oh, very nice. It tells me, Andrew, that you and I are, uh, we're, we're, you know, we shouldn't be doing podcasts. We should be doing something productive like a, a, a hockey book, but we're not, I mean, we're not hockey I, guys. Who, who wouldn't want to read a book to their kids that you and I had a part of writing? <laughs> it would be nothing but burps and farts. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. The kids would love it and the moms would hate it. Yeah, I mean, why, why write a book and we can just show it to them right then and there? <laughs> this is how you do it, son. <laughs> yep, let me show you. Come here, sugar pie. This is this is exactly <laughs> how you make that sound. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. We're uh, like Beavis and Butthead. That's good stuff. All righty, amigo. Well, hey, we hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, and um, uh, just stay safe here during this holiday season. We'll talk to everybody probably in about two weeks. And in the meantime, Andrew, I'm going to make sure I'm not going to hit Clint Eastwood. I'm never going to live that yeah. one down. Yeah. Make sure you get the right exit music here for me. Yeah, okay. Are you ready? You, 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 give me the, you give me the countdown and I'll hit the button. Let's do it. Here we go. All right, everybody. Have a Merry Christmas. If we don't talk to you, have a safe New Year's. Be careful out there. Take care of each other. 